Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yes, they are. And a great guest from Agway coming up. Pittsburgh Agway within the hour, ladies and gentlemen. And Doug and Jess are going to be here until 8 o'clock this morning, and they would love to hear from you right now at 866-391-1020. And that's 866-391-1020. But before we get to them, let me just invite all of you to be the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. And that 10th caller is going to win an amazing gift certificate from the folks at Sorgles out in Wexford. So be caller 10 right now at 412-922-1020. And the best way to connect with Doug and Jess to get all those questions answered early is to call right now at 866-391-1020. Here they are, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Oster, EverybodyGardens.com, and Jessica Wallather, both, of course, from the Tribune Review. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from Everybody Gardens and the Tribune Review. And I'm horticulturist Jessica Wallace. And today we are going to be talking trees with our friends from Dave tree miles stevens is going to be here and i have lots of questions i'm sure you've got lots of questions it's the time of year for tree planting so i'm sure everybody has questions i'm excited i was wondering though in your landscape are you done planting something like that for this year i mean it's like you don't have any room or yeah i mean i shouldn't be because technically this is a great time for it i keep begging you to take plants and you're just like well, between the deer and this, and <laughs> yeah. there's no room. And, and groundhog. Then, yeah, in the vegetable garden this year. We have a oh, nice I'm gonna big put fat a, groundhog. I'm going to put a bunch of trees in because, you know, every year I'm losing a couple oaks and the guys from Davey are coming. Somebody, the crew from Davey came this year and just like, seems like we're here every year. <laughs> like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you have a lot of trees at your uh, place, so yeah. it's stand lost, reason. We lost one in a storm, and so I want to replace it with something cool. Last year I put a sourwood in an American hornbeam. Trying to think what else. Oh, uh, Stuartia. Stuartia is looking good. Nice. You know. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. And I'd like to get some more in. I mean, our priority this week was protecting the ones in the front yard from the deer because we have a lot of deer that come through and the, the bucks are going to start rubbing their antlers soon. That's what I've so. got to do actually Monday. That's what I'm going to, I'm filming Monday and I was thinking I better do yep. protecting trees because that Stuartias need protected. Actually, I put in a Coosa dogwood. This is like this is the Coosa dogwood that was unlabeled at at Han Nurser, and I was like, I got a feeling that's that Scarlet Fire that didn't sell. It wasn't Scarlet Fire; so oh. it was just a normal Coosa. But that's cool. It's on the corner it's of the still a great tree. Yeah, out, outside the vegetable garden. So it's still a great tree. Yeah, anything that any tree that is sort of I always say thinner than your thinner than your forearm, and maybe even a little bit thicker than that, you really ought to protect um, with some. Fencing or like a a drainage pipe, yeah, right, plastic, wrapped around it. Plastic, plastic corrugated mm-hmm, piping, piping or uh, hardware cloth, just a a ring around it to keep them from rubbing the uh, the bark off. Because you know what, it's really it's one night. All of a sudden, it's uh, there and you've lost your tree. So protecting them is is really key. I got that sourwood to do the. Yeah, I've got a lot of trees to do. Yeah, you better get a move on because usually it's the last week of September that I like to have mine covered. Well, first. I was so actually sending a text to my son who's down in Virginia, and he has this whole, I mean, it's 50 trees, Leland Cypress trees. Mm. And he's lost two or three over the years. And they'll just, you know, a soft little tree like that, only five feet tall. Yeah. They've decimated it. So I said, you better get your fencing up. Yep, uh, yep. Because, you know, he's 
a little warmer down there, so the rut's already probably well underway. Yeah. I love Leland Cypress. They're really cool trees. They're really great. Did you lose lose one a couple I of did. years ago? I did. I did. Polar uh, vortex. Is, Polar mm, vortex. How long ago has that been? That, it's been a couple of years, and they were beautiful. They were like they had just gotten to be about twelve or fifteen feet tall, and they were gorgeous. And we had that really cold temperature, and they just kind of just. Oh, that's tough. It was too much for them, so we replaced I lost a them. Lot of, I lost a lot of plants in the polar vortex. Yeah, we replaced them with weeping Alaskan cedars, which you know, with the name Alaskan, I know that we can have a polar vortex, and, and it's cold, not going to be an they're issue. They're cool trees, and they're probably about twenty feet tall now, and they are just gorgeous. I love them. They're well, not quite as good for screening, but they're still beautiful. Trees. I've been lucky in my vegetable garden this year in that. I've I've only had to deal with rabbits, and at this point, I, I, from what I can tell, there's no rabbit in there. It's such a jungle; there might be a whole family in there, but they're <laughs> not eating. They're not eating the beans. You know, that's my indicator. The beans or the Swiss chard are not being affected. And uh, today, you and I split uh, half a flat of uh, spinach plants, and so I know that if I put spinach in there and it goes uneaten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no rabbits in there, but you've been dealing with that groundhog. Huh? Yeah, and oh. I planted. I, I posted a little Facebook Live video yesterday uh, afternoon on Savvy Gardening, and then I shared it on my personal page as well. And it's a Facebook Live of me planting cover crops in my garden. I had just planted uh, a bed of kale plants, transplants that Doug so kindly brought for me. And I put those in, and then I, I like to interplant them as a fall crop with oats as a cover crop. And so you can see a little video of me planting the the cover crop and explaining why I partner those two together and how I deal with that cover crop in the spring and why oats is really the best cover crop to I start was, with. I was teasing Jessica this morning saying she was sowing her wild oats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have made a joke about that on the video, but I didn't think of that. So leave it up to you to think about the sowing of the wild oats. I gotta have, stick with your strengths, Jess. That's right. My strengths are <laughs> my, not puns. Yours mine are just, puns. uh, you know, being a smart aleck <laughs> and yours is being a scientific good gardener. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. And what are yours? Just, I don't know, push buttons. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are, again, taking time right now to congratulate Joanne from Murraysville, winner of that gift certificate from the good people at Sorgles. We've got a $25 gift certificate within the half hour from the folks at Janoski's. Yeah, Pumpkinland begins next weekend, so exciting times at many of our wonderful sponsors. This hour, they're here until 8. We want to hear from you right now. We've already got Linda in Ross Township and Joan and Robinson. The number to talk to Doug and Jess is 866-391-1020. Davy Trees, Talking Trees, coming up within 20 minutes as well, lots to come today on the Organic Gardeners on KDKA Rob Pratt Sunday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time to get right to your phone calls. Let's say hi to Linda in Ross Township for Doug and Jess on the Organic Good morning, Linda. Good morning. Love your show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I have two related questions, I guess. I went to Fitz May Market this year. Love it, love it, love it. And I bought, which I had never seen before, a patchouli plant. And I'm not sure if it's annual, perennial. I've had it in a container outside, and it's done very well. It's, you know, 18 inches high or something. It hasn't really bloomed or anything. I don't know if they do. But I wanted to know, can I bring that in and overwinter that? And then the similar question is I got at um, Old Economy. They had heirloom varieties. I don't know if that's what this is. They had a festival in the spring. It's a scented geranium where the leaves are a little bit fuzzy, and they smell like peppermint. Mm -hmm. And I I don't want to lose that either. So... Am I better bringing them in? Should I stick them in the ground? How do you how do you save those? Yeah, great, great collection of plants that you got there. I first don't of know all. the patchouli plant. Patchouli is that? pretty cool. It is it is a tropical 
uh, warm climate plant, so it is not hardy here in western Pennsylvania. So you can just bring the pot in, grow it on a windowsill, um, like a house plant, basically. You want to have high to moderate light, but not direct light. Uh, you might have to pinch the plant back because it's probably going to get a little bit leggy uh, in lower light conditions when you move it inside. So you might, you know, pinch it back a little bit. Uh, if it starts to get too leggy, but it's actually, they're wonderful plants. They're perennial in warm climates, so we can grow them as house plants year round, but here they're not going to survive outside for the winter. Uh, okay. And then the geranium? And the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, so I love scented geraniums, and it's amazing when you get ones that smell like a pineapple or a rose, or in your case, a peppermint. Um, what else do they have? They, oh is my gosh. Is it like gosh. the citronella one too? Is there's that the citru- same sort of yep, thing? Yep, there's lemon, there's lime, there's orange, there's citronella, there's uh, ones that smell sort of like a lavender fragrance, and it's the foliage that's fragrant if you run it, you know, rub it between your fingers. Um, and that as well is not hardy here in western Pennsylvania, so you'll have to grow it as a houseplant. Um, and actually people grow both of those plants as houseplants exclusively. So if somebody out there is listening and they don't have an outdoor garden, but they just, you know, want some plants for their kitchen windowsill or something, these would be two great choices. They're kind of like herbal houseplants, right, that you can grow indoors year-round as well. I like growing geraniums indoors. Yep. Okay, yep. well, thank you. The, the patchouli spoke to my inner hippie, and it's true. <laughs> it, it smells like patchouli. It's really cool. It, it is patchouli. Like, like it is It is where the oil comes from. So Put, put your yeah. peace sign on, sit down, and just kind of <laughs> yeah. smell the leaves. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and keep up the good work on the show. Thank you. Far out. All right. Here's Marie (laughs) in Brookline for Doug and Jess. Hey, Marie. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I just bought a paperback maple tree yesterday, and it's about three inches in diameter. And I wanted to plant it almost at the exact site that I had a ornamental plum, but it had um, the gall disease. It was pretty severe. And I was wondering, I was going to have the stumper come on and stump the last of that. How close can I plant that to to the tree that was there? And what was the new plant? Paperbark maple, mm-hmm. you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you yes. you will not have any problem. The gall, the black knot gall that the plum trees right. get um, is mm-hmm. only the, the alternate species for that fungal organism is cherry, is a black cherry. So you will not have uh, a problem with the maple at all. The only thing that I would watch is if you're going to have the stump ground out, there's going to be a lot of, like, pieces of bark and shredded pieces of wood there, that's not going to be the ideal place to plant that paper bark maple. So even if it just means scooting it over a couple of feet just to not be right in that pile of ground up stump, um, that's going to be something that you're going to want to do. How did, why did you choose, choose the paper bark maple? Because I love those. You know, when I went on haunt yesterday, and um, I, I took one of your classes, and um, it, it was recommended, but it looks so different, and it's going to be right in front of my house. And, oh, man, that's going um, to be so nice. I thought it a lot of color. That's going to be yeah, so nice. Um, they have, uh, they have some year. really nice mature varieties on the uh, Chatham campus. Chatham University is actually an arboretum also, and they have some just, you know, really big old paper bark maples. And as they get older, that exfoliating bark... That cinnamon-colored exfoliating bark is just beautiful. One of my favorites. I have one growing in the in the forest, actually. Oh, okay, it's going to get full sun. Should I put any amendments in? I'm going to plant it on Tuesday. Nope, with tree. Any... Nope, nope, with tree planting. You wanted to put use the backfill that came out of the hole. 
to fill the hole. Mm-hmm. You just make sure that your hole is at least twice as wide as the uh, root ball of the tree. And then you want it to be exactly as deep as the root ball of the tree. And make sure when you plant it that you leave the flare exposed, which is where the trunk comes down and flares out. That, where it flares out, needs to be above the ground level. That is the most important thing with tree planting is that you keep that flare above ground. Okay, perfect. Okay, Thanks all right. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Have Ooh, a great day. She's going to be so happy with that paper oh, bark man. maple. They're a, they're a great That's tree. That's a cool tree. Next stop, Moon Township. Here's Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Uh, good morning, folks. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, what I've been doing, every time I buy a pineapple, I top it, and I plant the, the top part. And I've had a lot of success with that. Uh, some of my, uh, my plants are oh, maybe two feet tall already, okay? And what I do, I plant them uh, and keep them in the winter. And lo and behold, about six, eight months ago, one of my plants started to grow a pineapple itself. Now, is it unusual to those grow and to get a pineapple? No, that's how they grow pineapples. That's, that's how. That's, that's pretty. How they do that's it. pretty neat, cool, though. though, isn't it? It's cool that it did it because a lot of times people try it and it, and it roots, but the, it never develops a pineapple. And isn't it amazing how that stem comes out and it just grows a little thing. pineapple at the top? It's really neat. I don't know. Um, I don't know how this happened. I just looked at it one day, and lo and behold, I, I didn't do anything special with the plant, or I didn't like cross pollinate them or anything. But anyway, I got a little pineapple. Now it's a miniature. Now it's only about like three, four inches high, and it's maybe two inches across. And uh, it's outside, and it flourishes in, this, in the summer. But now it's a bright yellow, which tells me that it's ready to be. Yes, eaten. it is. Yeah. See? Yep. But I don't want to eat it. I want to use it as a trophy. Okay. <laughs> Everybody that comes in, I said, come on, I want you to show you this. In fact, I even have a picture of it on my phone, all right? But I want to preserve it, so I wonder if you have any idea how I can keep it looking the way it is. Oh, I wish that there was a way that you could do it, but if you leave that pineapple on there, it's going to rot and get fruit flies. Yeah. Here's what you do. Here, here's what you do. You have somebody... Shellac it. No, you have somebody <laughs> Somebody get your phone and do a nice video of you harvesting your pineapple. You're a pineapple farmer now. <laughs> harvesting your pineapple and then cutting it open and, and eating it. And listen, let me tell you that yeah. my mom did this when I was a kid, and it is one of my greatest horticulture cultural garden memories of my childhood is my mom started a pineapple plant same as you the fruit you know got about the same size as your fruit and it what we did was we there was four in our four people in our family so she peeled it divided into four and we each had one bite of that pineapple and it was delicious yeah can you imagine how good that's going to be fresh pineapple it's a bright yellow, and I'm thinking, why isn't this thing getting bigger? Yeah, know? no, well, they're never going to get as big here as they would be with, I mean, and sometimes it takes two, three, four years for them to produce a pineapple. So if your plant produces again in a couple years, it might be a slightly larger fruit. Uh, but we don't have the, the ideal growing conditions for them. But I love that you're mm-hmm. doing that. It's the just great, such a great experiment. The too. great pineapple farmer. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was thinking of when I top, when I eat, if I eat this one, if I top this one to plant the little one, sure. see what happens. Yeah, it? yeah, sure, absolutely. You definitely keep, should keep us posted. And these are all in pots now. I mean, it's not like it's outside or anything like that. And you know, we're all in pots. In fact, all my flowers are tomatoes are even in pots. Yeah, good, good. Well, container gardening. This is just another container gardening success. <laughs> all right, tell That's them, awesome. Tell them what we're doing with Davy Trees, Doug. Well, we got a lot to talk about. This is tree season. 
you know, this is this is tree planting season, and uh, Miles is going to give us lots of good information about getting trees in the ground. And it's all about choosing the right tree for the right place. Yeah, no as doubt well, about it. No super doubt about important. It. Well, you know how we're always talking about. I'm always, you know, saying, make sure you know how big it is. My latest video is me moving my hostas from a carrier that has overgrown the hostas. Because you didn't know how I big did, they were going to get. I knew how big it was going to get, but I just didn't pay attention to myself. You were in denial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back. Uh, we've got Davy Trees coming up and, of course, more of your phone calls on The Organic Gardeners on KDKA Radio. Rob Pratt again for Janoski's Route 30 in Clinton. You know they're open every day, 8 to 7. You can like them on Facebook and find out more at Janoski's.com. And farm fresh goodness awaits you from the fields at Janoski's. Buy fresh, buy local. Corn, tomatoes, cucumbers, beets, and more. And remember, it all starts next weekend. The final weekend in September and every weekend through October from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. It is Janoski's Pumpkin Land. Yeah, all the fun begins at uh, Janoski's Pumpkin Land starts next weekend and then every weekend in October, 10 until 5. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're the 10th caller, you're going to win a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's right now at 412-922-1020. We are joined by Miles Stevens again from the Davy Tree Company. And Miles, we've got a lot to talk about. This is tree planting season, but boy... Warm and dry just to, to start off the planting season. It sure is. You got to start digging around, and Justin and I were talking. It's like bun dry is like dust out there right now. So it uh, adds a little extra challenge to the to the fall planting season, I think. So when we are planting a tree, especially something maybe like an evergreen, you talk about uh, getting it in the ground and making sure that it has the water it needs until the ground freezes. Right, exactly. I, you know, that's one mistake I do see from time to time. People put evergreen planted, for example, and they water, you know, initially, and then the temperatures cool off, and uh, it's like, oh, okay, I'm good now, and they don't bother water the next spring. It's brown, so really critical that through the fall, you know, up until you said the ground freezes, to to you know consistently, you know, uh, water, and it doesn't be an everyday thing, but it's like that infrequent deep watering is beneficial to the plant. So make sure you do that until the ground freezes. You put a six foot evergreen in. Uh, how long should you let the hose run on it once a week? Uh, if we have no rain at all. No rain at all. Uh, depending on your water pressure, I'd say like 20 minutes. I mean, really Okay, so really soak it in. Yeah, deep, like I said, infrequent deep soaking. There are also other things you can buy, too. They have like those water donuts and other things that go like in the stem of the tree. Mm-hmm. And you can fill those up. And they'll hold like 20, 25 gallons of water. So if you fill those up like once a week, twice a week, maybe it's really dry out. You know you're getting 15 to 25 gallons of water in that plant. You can fill it up and walk it away, and you're sort of taking care of the week. You're not out there trying to decide, well, is my water pressure good? Did I have it done soaking too slow, too fast? You can quantitatively you know, decide exactly how much water you're getting on there. And that's a problem a lot of people do, right? They turn their hose onto a full stream, and they go out, and they water the tree, and then the water never percolates down to the roots right. because they're just it's yeah, like they've a gush watered, on they've there. They've watered the whole patio. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Or the, it just runs off into the grass, especially right. when the ground is this dry. Right. They see it and all of a sudden they turn the hose on and go out two minutes later and the water's running across the yard. Oh, yeah. that's good. You know, yeah, especially clay soils around here. And, you know, even when soil gets very dry, it almost tends to repel water. So yeah. you really have to let it soak in. So I think it's a veteran. Some of those veins, some of those watering things, they just just drips real slow and that's going to be much more effective good. how was the season for trees and shrubs you think uh i think it was a challenging year early on had lots of rain and i think that was great for certain disease issues or whatever i mean growth wise if you could plant could avoid all those things it was very good now we've had you know i'd say two months two and a half months of very dry weather so now it's you know stressing a lot of the plants you know trying to get through the rest of the year um 
Yeah, it's sort of a mixed bag, I think, this year. And the question I always get this time of the year, what's the fall foliage going to be like? Stays dry like this, I'm going to say it's not going to be very spectacular. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, I still think you have some of your consistent performers, your red maples and some of those. I think they they pretty much do the job all the time. But other trees, I think it's going to be a little, you know, if it stays dry like this, it's not going to be a real It's always interesting how people relate to trees, you know. Jess and I, you know, we and and Miles, we all look at trees in one way. I was out on the lake yesterday, and a, and a guy, I was fishing with this guy, and he looked over and he saw this maple, and he goes, you know, that's always the first maple to change, and it was starting to turn red. And I was like, well, it's kind of cool that somebody else, you know, Notice has looked that. Noticed yeah. that. Right, right. What else have you seen this year uh, out there? I, I know that uh, oak wilt. Uh, has continued to be a problem. Right. We did see more as the season uh, went on, you know, once again, sort of isolated here and there. And I think that's a pattern a lot of times. But one thing that uh, is sort of like a year-round thing to keep your eye on is that uh, the last uh, week I've been out to three different properties where people had two are pin oaks and one was a red oak. And the red oak family, which pin oak is in, is highly susceptible, can be to oak wilt. And those three trees were all pruned at the wrong time, April, May, June. And now they're dying of oak wilt. So just a word of caution to folks. If you have an oak tree, especially in a red oak family, it's dormant season pruning only. And don't take that chance of uh, pruning at some other time. And because if somebody out there is telling you otherwise, yeah. don't listen to them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's plenty of guidance out there as far as that. I'm sure if you go to Penn State and other sources, you know, there's a lot of people out there going to tell you dormant season only. Local publications tell people that. So it's like dormant season only. Don't don't let somebody talk you into pruning your 80 foot, 90 foot oak and, uh, and that's how June. big, that's how big some of these trees are. You were telling oh, me yeah. that these huge mature trees got, uh, pruned at the wrong time and then that let the oak wilt in. Right. Yeah. I may have been pruning another oak. It was infected. You go to the next oak. You don't disaffect your tools. You prune that. You spread it or just a fresh pruning cuts, you know, uh, sort of a calling card for the insect that carries the beetle carries it to come in and. And how do you handle that with your tools? Like, does Davey have a dedicated set of tools if you're taking down an oak tree that was, in, you know, infected with oak wilt? Do you use different tools than you use, or do you disinfect them, or we, how do you do that? We disinfect our tools. Okay, yeah. so you have, like, a spray disinfectant? Yeah, spray, or? We'll spray, and you can take, like, a, a soak you can put on there, too. But we spray okay. disinfect them, and, yeah. Yeah. you got to do the same thing to Dick Till, too, right? Disinfect yeah, him well, every yeah. now and then? That's a, that's a ready, that's an all-time job, really. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, he's not here to defend himself. So. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about, uh, thinking about adding some trees to the landscape. Uh, I have uh, some spots where I lost a, a big oak, uh, in a storm. And so I'm thinking of, uh, understory trees to, to put in what, what do you, you know, it can get as big as it needs to get because it has, it has room to do what it needs to do. And there are any suggestions for me as far as something that would be, I'd love it to flower. Mm-hmm. Understory tree and uh, pretty pretty tough. Not not going to need much maintenance. Any any ideas for me? Well, I always think my favorites are like red bud and service mm-hmm. berry and the various hawthorns that are out there also going to flower. Service berry is a good because I'm always we're always talking about service berries. Maybe I'll put in. Maybe I'll look for a service berry. Are there any certain special cultivars or anything? Or you just go and you get a service berry. Service berry. I mean, a lot of people like autumn brilliance seems to be a popular one because it also gives you fall color. Mm-hmm. I get some orangish reddish color for you, so that that can be a popular. But uh, otherwise, you know, service berries. Probably about the earliest tree around here to flower. Okay. A lot of times people see them in the woods and say, oh, the dogwoods are blooming. Well, that's actually service berry. Hmm. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll bloom before that. I think service berry redbud is another nice showy tree. Both those are, you know, understory. They're understory edge kind of tree, native. 
so I don't have a lot of the issues sometimes bringing non-native species in. I think I'm going to have to dig up that uh, service berry. I don't think you're going to shop for a service berry <laughs> in between your fishing trips. Well, for more information about Davy Tree and to ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. And don't forget, you can always call the experts at Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. Feel good to help people, Miles, when you, you know, everybody's asking you questions and wondering about their trees and you go out there and you're able to tell them, hey, this is the way to do it. Yeah, it's fun. It is a fun job. That's why I've been doing it for 36, 37 years because I enjoy it. I get to go outside and do things and meet, meet a lot of good people and uh, people that have an interest and what I have an interest in. So that's, that's a fun part of the job. And thanks for helping me out on my tree selections. That's the nice thing about having you guys in here too. I get, uh, you get some, to answer some, all your some, questions. Yeah, <laughs> my, and, and, you know, it's funny. Both of us always have questions when we know it's Davy Tree. We do. Day. Before we even come on air, we start <laughs> asking these guys questions about our, our personal questions about our own trees as well. And about our lives. Always. Yeah, you know, some of them are very good at therapy, you know. Well, you help me with Papa too. So That's like, true. That's true. <laughs> oh, gosh, you just reminded me. It's it's it's, it's time for my pawpaws. I'm going to harvest my pawpaws tomorrow. There you go. All right. Fishing Re- today, pawpaws tomorrow. That's right. Remember, <laughs> the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. All right, guys, great job. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 